Welcome to Have Fun Stacking Sets. Today, I have the honor and privilege of talking to Skinner. Skinner is an OG stack chainer. He, uh, he came in hard and has just been uh, a wonderful a wonderful person to stack with. What's going on, Skinner? How's it going, man? Hey, Anthony. It's good. Uh, it's good to be able to talk to you. And Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> it, it's it's wonderful to see your face again, man. It was such a pleasure to hang out with you at um, Pacific Bitcoin. So it it feels it feels good. It feels good to see these familiar faces. So yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good time. It's good to like talk face to face and to have because we've been on Spaces a bunch. Yeah, and like the communicate. That's it, that's that's almost less than texting. Because <laughs> right. Only right. one person can, you can only really focus on one person saying it at a time. Yeah, and the conversation diverges to all kinds of different places. So I'm really, I've done, you're, you're the third person that I've done one of these interviews with. And I really enjoy like that one-on-one -on -one, like personal experience. It's very cool. So, so Skinner, tell me, tell me about your Bitcoin journey. Uh, I started buying Bitcoin when I was, uh, still working uh about five years ago and shit coins and not not really special story it's the same as a lot of people i got wrecked by holding a bunch of shit coins and then took my time to read about bitcoin read the bitcoin standard layered money a bunch of other books just spent a bunch of time thinking about it and long story short came to the conclusion that i want to have only Bitcoin. What, what, what was what was was there like a specific thing that really kind of like gave you that aha moment that it's Bitcoin and not shit coins? Um, the big question for me was why is there only going to be one? Because there's more than one right now, and there right. always has been. So why would I think that I can be sure there's only one? And for me, the answer came from the everything after Bitcoin is a copy and you can't reproduce absolute scarcity. And that made sense to me that and that's why I realized there's only there's only one like scarce property that has a real limited supply. And so that, that clicked for me. I don't know when, but that, you know, that's that's interesting because. Out of three interviews I've done, you're the second person to make that statement that you can't reproduce absolute scarcity. So that's that. And that why why do you think you can't recreate absolute scarcity? Because you already have proof of work to get Bitcoin, and so anything else is trying to go around that. So we already have. That's 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 and and in every example you look at of people trying to create more crypto, it's it's a scam or some it's just complete bullshit at, at its face. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean that that's one of the things that I tell people to answer that specific question is you can you can copy and paste the code, but you can't copy and paste the network effect. Uh -huh. it, you know, just by dragging and dropping you don't get all the people you don't get all the nodes you don't get 15 years of proof of work and you know defending the network from forks and and all you know there, there's been twenty thousand attempts and none of it has been able to replicate what what bitcoin has created you yeah, know. it's like one true thing. Yeah. There's only one. There can only ever be one. 
Yeah, it, it, and it's a pretty hard concept to grasp. I, I'm going from that the typical Bitcoin journey where most Bitcoiners do shitcoin for a while. The reason you do that is because you're like, well, what if this thing becomes the next Bitcoin? Or what if this thing can live in harmony with Bitcoin? And then when Bitcoin like pumps, because you're still in that like fiat mindset where you're all focused on the dollar value. Well, the next time Bitcoin pumps, this thing that looks good, well, that should pump too. And it's, it's really hard. To yeah, get I never got point. that far yeah. into it. I, I shit coin for one pump, the ICO pump, and then I held all the shit I bought all the way to the down. And so I never really got to think that far ahead and plan out my shit coining. I just got sucked into the energy of it because it was during the time when the prices went up and everything. And no matter where you put your money, it was going to multiply. And so you didn't have to think too hard to get gains. Uh, so I just learned the lesson by I had a bunch of fake gains. And then they were all gone. So I, I kind of got to learn the lesson for free because I had bought before it was worth anything and still it was worth nothing at the end of the day. Yeah. And so ICOs were the second cycle. I mean, you just perfectly described everybody's everybody's journey, actually, because in, in every cycle, so Bitcoin has these four-year cycles based off of the happening cycle. Approximately every four years, the issuance of new Bitcoin is divided in half. Yeah. So the result is there's this uh, there's this market cycle that kind of happens every four years, and in every four-year cycle, there's this series of scams. And in the first one, Bitcoin was new. So the scams weren't all that scammy. They were just kind of people doing different things. And then there was the block wars in the next cycle. And then there was the ICOs, which Skinner was talking about. And in this cycle, it was DeFi and paper Bitcoin. And the end result is all the same. There's tons and tons of copycats of Bitcoin, but they don't have Bitcoin's property. So they have these huge spikes in value because everybody gets into it and then they all, and then they all dump and every Bitcoiner pretty much goes, there's almost no, there's almost no Bitcoiner that just came into Bitcoin and was Bitcoin only. We all have to like learn this lesson the hard way. And sometimes we get lucky you know, gambling on shit coins and sometimes you don't. But in the four years four year cycle, you'll see the new shit coins come in. They'll yeah. pump a lot, sometimes more than Bitcoin, and then they dump. And then they never go back to to where they were before. Do you do I don't care about shit coins. <laughs> yeah, I mean what's the uh There, there, there's a reason, right? Because Bitcoiners learn that Bitcoin is more than just like a fiat investment. And once you learn that, that's when you kind of figure out that shitcoins are all noise and you really start to focus your attention on Bitcoin. So what are, the, what are some of the properties of Bitcoin, whether technically or philosophically, that just kind of drew you into Bitcoin is the real deal and everything else is nonsense. It drew me in. I guess I, I answer that as in what attracts me to it now and why like, now I want more of it. Uh, it. It's still the same answer. It's limited, but I'm the only one in control of my UTXOs. And that's something that's pretty important to me. Um, no matter what anybody says, the government anybody they can tell me you gotta give this person or that person to us your utxos there are no way there's no way for them to just make that happen without getting my okay first i gotta sign off on that anything else they can just take it and i don't have a say and so i don't want to be in that position i want to be in a position where i'm secure um, i want to build my house on something solid 
build my life on a foundation that can't get rugged from me. And so that's my interest in Bitcoin is that I can't be diluted. Like everything else gets diluted, can't dilute my Bitcoin. Only I can dilute my own. Um, I can lower my own ownership equity in the network voluntarily, but it can't be forced on me. And that I see very valuable. Yeah, and so how how significant is that? Because a lot of people put a lot of trust in fiduciaries and, and government. So why is it so important to have that ability to control things yourself? Isn't government money just good enough? No. <laughs> like if it comes from the government, I, you shouldn't trust it. Like some people trust things more because they come from the government. But for me, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, the government has a long track record of, of debasing, debasing money. And so the ability to control your own keys um, means that you're completely in control of the monetary policy of the thing that you're participating in. What, what kind of change has... How has that impacted your life, or what kind of change are you looking for to because you have this? Uh, what kind of change am I looking for? What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a revolutionary technology, right? Like, people yeah. don't really view it that way, but we do. I like to transact in Bitcoin with everybody that I transact with. You know, that's something I would like to see happen. But for my own life... Uh, You know, I'm in. I'm my own bank. I don't trust a custodian. I trust myself. I use my own key protection scheme, and uh, that means, you know, if that goes away, if I'm fucked that up, it's like I just allowed myself to evaporate into nothing. You know, that's my money. That's my energy that I'm using. That I have plans for. So it's just self responsibility. And I have to like continue getting more sovereign and more responsible for my own self and for what I do with my life and all that. Um, you know, I I've worked for employers. I've worked for um, you know just these fiat jobs where it's close to the money printer. Like they're government contractors. You go to work and you wonder. Like, you just know none of this means anything. Like, there's money here because that's the way the world works, but I'm not doing anything that matters. It just happens that this is how I'm going to get income. And eventually, like, the will it takes to continue on that way, doing something that doesn't matter when you find something that does matter, you run out of that and you have to just align with what, you know you need to be putting your energy towards and what's right and what's true to you uh so like i i'm kind of like i don't know what's next i don't know even know what i'm doing now but i know that bitcoin matters and so i'm putting my energy there and trying to see what i can do and how i can make that better well, I, go ahead please go ahead that's it well, and it kind of doesn't matter with Bitcoin because Bitcoin is so consistent in what it does that if you've stored your time and labor in Bitcoin, that's good enough. As opposed to a fiat job, you constantly have to be reevaluating your life and participating in the system because if you just put dollars in the bank account, that's not good enough. You know, if you work, you put money in your savings account and the number of dollars goes up, that doesn't assure any kind of security. So you have to be like further invested in your fiat track and your job becomes like integrated with your future. I have to keep my job. I have to get a raise. I have to get a promotion. What do I have to do? 
to keep this fiat rolling in because it's being debased. But with Bitcoin, you don't have to do that because the limited supply of Bitcoin, the steady issuance, the fact that the monetary policy stays the same, you know what to expect out of Bitcoin as opposed to you have no idea what the Fed's going to do. You don't know which company is going to go out of business. You don't know which scammer is going to dump on whatever thing and what house of cards is going to fall apart. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take for like the people around me to adopt Bitcoin and for it to just become as natural to use it as like swiping a credit card is or tapping my phone. Um, it's not quite, it, it's kind of a headache, but you know, if people do it and disconnect from the fiat system and any add pressure on themselves to disconnect, then like that's where you get um, that pressure to innovate and to like figure out how to make it work instead of, um, you know, waiting for someone to make an app for you or whatever. Yeah, and that's a weird. Um, it's it's a weird thing to go against that that grain because if you explain to the average person like, I store my tape, I store my time and labor in Bitcoin, and that makes me feel secure. You know, and most people just don't view Bitcoin that way. They view it as something that's not secure. So. I, I don't works young. I think it's still there's a lot of people who don't really get it and they'll sell it or they'll try and trade it. And you know, there's not really any guarantees on what's gonna happen. People are just gonna do what they're gonna do and people could just decide they don't want to use Bitcoin. They could just decide that fiat works for them and they're gonna keep using it. And there are people who make that decision. And, uh, you know, so I don't look at Bitcoin as this, this thing that I'm writing that's just happening before me. And I get to, like, buy some and wait. And now I'm rich and I don't have to work. Like, I don't think like that. I think this is happening because myself and other people are placing value on these UTXOs and, and, and adding pressure by, by holding and like doing the real um, squeezing of the sats. That's a thing that is a human action. Uh, so that's why I like doing that. Like yeah, so so that. Can, can you elaborate on the squeezing of the sats? Like putting that sats in cold storage. So there's one like when you have a supply that's limited and you actually buy it all or buy so much that like there's not enough to meet demand, then the price goes up and people see it. <laughs> and uh and you bring people in because of that. Um and also expand adoption, which means it's gonna be worth more, which means I'll be able to buy more stuff. So I kind of look at it as I kind of work for the Bitcoin network, just like a miner does. Miner just puts their energy in, and that's more like algorithm. It just happens that way. It's it's more close to like the the physics layer. But going on Twitter and like taking my fiat and dumping it for Bitcoin is also like adding energy to Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin gets stronger, that's because humans added their energy into it, energy that they captured into it. It's a human-directed thing. Yeah, well, so it, it's like in StackChain when we talk about different types of hash, right? But that's totally relatable to Bitcoin too because people are putting their time and energy. So in the mining aspect, mining is the physical aspect where Bitcoin touches the world, where you attach digital scarcity in the digital sphere, the digital, I don't know, realm, and then you attach it to the realm of reality with physics, and, and that's hash. But 
the Bitcoin also receives hash from people's time and labor and not just when I buy sats, but just like what we're doing right now, like we're contributing to the network by having these conversations and other people listening to it. And um, it all feeds into the same number. Yeah. We're all pushing the same number up. How do you think that, um, how, how do you, so, okay, sat squeeze. So the big thing about like the sat squeeze, is that just like uh, NGU, like fiat value go up or is there more to it's, it? It that? chokes out, it chokes out the fake stuff. Yeah. Because if everybody's taking self-custody, the number of people, I, I think there's a threshold in how many people have to be trusting you in your system before you have like an issue. So how, how unreserved are you and how many people are letting you just hold those liabilities instead of taking their corn? Uh, so the more people take their corn, the more unstable these reserve things are. And the more easily they blow up, so it means they don't last as long unless people get hurt. I see it that way. Yeah, for sure. And if the more, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to do, you stop doing it like when you get caught, right? So if more and more people are giving you their wealth, then you kind of get emboldened by that and you get more willing to take risks i mean this is obviously we're talking about scammer b right now right i mean the guy just scams. Yeah, just, they're all they're all the same yeah. he's just yeah. a puppet they're just it's kind of like there's this guy that is scamming you and they'll put their his face in front of people and make him seem like a silicon valley jesus or something like that and give him a bunch of money talk about him get his face on thumbnails and stuff like that. Um, but it's the same grift over and over. Yeah. And with, because in Bitcoin you have the ability to hold your own keys and that's final settlement. When I receive Bitcoin, that Bitcoin is mine. Like nobody can do anything with it until like, like you were talking about earlier until I voluntarily decide to make a transaction People aren't used to that. People are used to custodians. And then if something goes wrong, you can call your bank and say, hey, somebody stole my credit card number and the bank will reimburse you the fiat dollars. So that that appears to be a big leap for people. Like, what do you think? Self-custody is such a no-brainer to us. Like, to you and I, the idea that I control my time and labor completely makes us feel secure because we see a world in which people's time and labor is constantly being stolen and leveraged and they're not getting the benefit of it because, you know, the bank is using it for mortgages and this and that. And um, what, why do you think it's so difficult for people to grasp that concept? I think uh, some people want to trust institutions and maybe they just trust it because that's the way that they are programmed and letting go of trust is scary. It's painful to realize that what you were trusting is lying to you or maybe your enemy. Um, <clears throat> so going from trusting something bigger than you that you thought had your well, we live in a society where it's fair, but we don't really. So just grappling with that brings a lot of questions. And how did I let myself live that way for so long? How has humanity been living this way for so long? If, if Bitcoin is in self-custody is what we say it is pretty radical um, and it kind of seems like prior to Bitcoin is like almost um, like a dream like you like now things are real 
Right. Well, Bitcoin definitely has this aspect that once you learn about it, you can't see the world in any other way. Like once you learn about self-custody, you everything that's not self-custody just is a huge red flag. So it, it's like it's uh, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And I'm, I'm wondering how much like fear of personal responsibility comes into it. Like people, you know, want somebody else to be responsible. Like they want somebody else to solve the problems. And with Bitcoin, it's very much you solve your problem. Yeah. It definitely forces you to like take individual responsibility and it makes you realize that that's like, there's no avoiding that. You can't live your whole life with other people telling you what to do or how to live or what's right and wrong. Eventually, you, you get screwed doing that. Eventually, you get you complacency has a price. And, uh, you know, in the way the world's going, people are getting, um, you know, rugged for more and more normal things that are no, what I'm trying to say is uh, people are getting wrecked by institutions, by the world being so corrupt. Just they're trying to live their lives. They're not even doing anything. Um, but they get forced into a situation where they have to make a decision to keep trusting institutions or to like hold their own keys. We, we've never we've never had the opportunity to not have to put trust right we were we were born into that system this, yeah the trust was there it's just that's what it is what it is it's been this way you know for generations so don't question it like how can you change it either if it's a multi-generational thing Once you find out you can, and this is the path, you still have to make a decision because it's still hard. Yeah, so well, I'm as you to like, we're, we're in a position where you, if you go down this rabbit hole, most people in your life aren't going to get it. And that's a, that's a sacrifice too. Well, and Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a voluntary system. Right, like nobody is being forced to to use it, which is the exact opposite of the system that we were born into. Not only are we forced to use financial institutions, credit scoring systems, um, the currency of the nation that you live in, it it's just assumed that that's what you do. Yeah, like it's rugged it, though. Yeah. And you get rugged, you're going to end up in something. You got to find somewhere. And like the best thing when it's time to say, oh, I got to go back, I got to go all cash, I got, or whatever it is, I got to disconnect from this system. Um, it's still a choice, but you, you have to make a choice, you know? It's like we're here and we have to figure something out. I yeah. That, no, I, I feel you. I mean, and some people aren't put into the position when they have to make a choice. Like the fiat system is working out just fine for them or they or they feel like it is. Um, so I wonder what I wonder what separates people from that, because I mean, like you and I, we've had so many experiences from so many different kinds of people from every walk of life. And I just wonder, like, what what separates out individuals to be interested in Bitcoin and be interested in storing their own time? Because to, to us, it's like a no-brainer. It's like, why would you give your wealth to somebody else for them to take care of it when they have this whole long history of not taking care of it, of taking advantage of you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. It's a, it's a, it's a hurdle. It's like if your life's going a certain way, and you're going through the motions, and you don't really want to shake it up too much. Like, oh, well, like I used to talk to my colleagues all the time about Bitcoin, and they never got it. 
and they would say things like, oh, my Vanguard's working. My Vanguard's up. You know, they don't even get, like, they get inflation. It's like, well, it's beating inflation or all oh, interest rates, it's free money. They get all that stuff, but they don't get Bitcoin. They don't get because they're afraid of the state. It's usually something like, well, what the state, you know, am I going to stand up against the state when they, when they try and confiscate it? So, like, I'm in their system, whether I can help it or not. And it's this defeatist the kind of mindset where I work for a zombie company. I get paid, uh, like, slave money, but I get to have a house. I get to eat whatever I want. So, it, what am I, like, what reason do I have to, like, just leave that behind and try and, like, do things differently if it's kind of working, right? Yeah, well, and, you know, Bitcoin is a revolution, but it's not a revolution that requires that much. You know, like, you can still work at your zombie company and you still earn your slave money, yeah. you know, and just put more than zero, just have more than zero Bitcoin. It's, it's such a huge leap for some people. Yeah, to, to go all in or to go even just, I'm going to save in this. Are going to have some savings that's Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because if you yeah. can, if you if you if your job is not crushing your soul, it doesn't really matter. Like if, if you're content with it, that's. I think that's what matters. I just wasn't content in the environment I was in, so I don't know. I don't really like the idea of working anymore. <laughs> I don't like to be doing what other people tell me to do. I'd rather do what I want to do and pay myself in Bitcoin to do it. That's kind of the way I'm thinking of it right now. How do you, yeah, uh, I think everybody can appreciate that, you know, but it's interesting that because Bitcoin is designed the way that it's designed, you actually have the ability to do that. As opposed to the US dollar, you can't just say like well i don't i don't want to work you know i don't feel like working for somebody else i want to do my own thing because like entrepreneurship in a dollar system is kind of like more of a political game than it's too much a, papers yeah too much stuff to know and stuff to say I, i've never been entrepreneurial i like being at the beginning of things but i don't like having to know how to follow rules and stuff. Well, like in Bitcoin, you can just build things and those things will actually be functional and they'll actually do stuff and then you can be rewarded in Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did get rewarded in Bitcoin a little, a couple times on Twitter and that was nice. Just from like random stuff. You know, I'm not really working or building anything. I'm just... What's the AI stuff is kind of cool. The, the what? The AI art stuff that I make. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like that stuff. It's fun. So d tell me about that because some of that stuff is amazing. You, so you've just been doing like profile pictures of people, like this amazing artwork. And yeah. I don't I don't know anything about that. So I found out that you could pass in an image to uh, the mid-journey AI uh, image generator, and which I used, I've used before, and they had a new model that is kind of focused on faces, uh, at least that's what I think it's about. And so I did it for fun because when I use Midjourney, it's kind of like I'm entering into another world. I just look at these pictures, but imagine that in some other world, this is a real place. And I got to see a picture of it in some other dimension. And that's kind of like how I think of it. So it's fun. And so I take these people started asking me to, to make ones of them because I made some of myself and I made some of, uh, I don't know who I started with, but it's fun. People like them. Um, it's not very hard, honestly. A lot of times I'll just take the picture and I'll combine it with another picture I like, or I'll just add one word or a phrase and that's all it takes. And then I'll pick, I'll like, sometimes if it doesn't give me a result I want, 
I uh, combine, I take one that I kind of like and combine it with another one that I like, and that's how I kind of fine tune the images. I found the image combination is way easier to fine tune that way than it is to try and tell it what to do with words. So that's cool because it's like this. Uh, it's this creative tool. Like when you think about like AI art, you think about like uh, like images without soul like computer generated images that kind of don't get the human experience like a computer's interpretation of creativity but these images that you're making are are pretty awesome i mean yeah. there's so it's it's the ai is doing the thing that it's doing but but this is like your artwork yeah i i do sometimes i do feel like i'm cheating a little bit because I've, I've studied ai i've studied computer vision this is one thing that i've been interested in. i'm a i'm a math you know data science computer science ai background mm -hmm. and uh i know that this is just trained on a bunch of other art like this every single part of this when it comes down to it, somebody made some, some human did something and taught the computer how to think. And so this is, it's, it's all there already. And I just pull out something that's already in there and add my vision onto it. And sometimes when I share these on Twitter, other people go on and they'll add like a Bitcoin logo or make a GIF out of it. And that's that's fun too. Well, I mean, the art is very similar to that because I mean, art is essentially a meme, right? It's the artist is replicating their vision of society, and then formulating a thought and expressing that thought artistically. So all art kind of builds off of something else, right? Whether it's your, you know, you're looking at a sunset and you say, man, that, that sunset is beautiful. I'm going to paint that. I'm going to take a picture of it. And then some other artist sees it and they're just like, wow, paintings of sunset are really nice. But, you know, it'd be cool is if the colors are different. I bet I could make a whole new picture. So, you yeah, know. I'll take pictures and just plug them right into the, yeah. the thing and just say uh, this would go really good with another thing I made, and then I'll just merge them both. <coughs> um, when you, just one command to a, a bot on a Discord server. Well, and, and it hour expands hour. it expands your creative ability, right? Because with you not having, because you you use the word that you what would you say you feel like you're you feel like you're not doing it or something, or like it's a little bit like I'm cheating because I'm using so much. Like I'm using so much work that other people have done, and the amount of work that I have to put in to create something that I am, that I like, and if I were to do it without the tool, like I just pull up Photoshop or a painting, I would never be able to create that. Right, and have, you know, yeah, but the the fact that you have you are creating, you are expressing yourself creatively, and these images are unique. I've never seen anything like them, yeah. but every time i see you post one it, it it um i have like emotional responses to it because especially like when it's like the when it's like a recreation of a profile picture especially like i think the first one i saw you did of loco right oh. and like i've met loco in person and then i see the ai created image and it's obviously not like a photograph of him but it's you like you captured like you captured his his like heroic personality yeah which you know you don't you don't see that when people are just walking around in the world you just see like a person at the grocery store so it, it's like you like you brought out uh this person that that I love and respect, and then you 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 represented like an optimistic version of that person 
that's kind of like if I close my eyes and I think about this person and I'm not looking at them, this is how I view them. And then you went ahead and, and you did that with other things. And, and I think I think that's cool. Yeah, I like doing that. I like doing that. I, I've made a bunch of myself. And I look at those like that. I, in some ways, that's how I feel on the inside. And some of the more abstract ones that I did earlier, I was trying to recreate um, visions that I had had, uh, you know, not using AI. And I've actually found some success in that. And that's pretty cool that I was able to, to describe to the machine an image that I had in like my internal journeys or vision or anything like that and get something that's pretty close to what I actually experienced. Uh, because I've always thought I I wanted to share these things because I experienced them and I've been able to do that and I like that. Yeah. Well no that so I mean that's that's cool. And to tie it in, you know, with Bitcoin, you've gotten Bitcoin tips as as a result of this, which is not something that exists anywhere else in the world or a financial institution like the only alternative is like i don't know set up some kind of paypal account or venmo yeah and it's inspiring there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of potential to create and to just say look i'm building stuff i'm making things here's a qr code or here's a button that you can throw me some sats or something and I don't ask for them because I have my own sets and I don't do anything for other people. I do everything I'm doing. It's either because I just want to or it's just for myself. So, you know, yeah, that's how I think of it. Well, so people uh, like artists that would be interested in doing artwork for sats why sats and why not paypal or venmo or cash app or something like that better. is better how is it better for the artist because then they have bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> see you and i understand that but somebody that doesn't understand bitcoin like why not um why is it uh, you know, just carries bad juju with it yeah if, like if you transact in Bitcoin, it's good juju. It's good juju. And we've been doing it forever, so you think, but it always carries bad juju when you got to pay in dollars. If you could have paid otherwise, it's not a neutral. It's not a neutral energy exchange because there's a third party and that's vampirizing, vampirizing everybody. So, so here I was getting vampirized. Here's here's some vampirism for you. You can now get. Your life force sucked out through these notes instead of me. But that's, you know, people don't, th I think like that. Not everyone does. No, I, I, I can feel that. And I think there's definitely a connection between like the creativity and freedom of artistry and the freedom of Bitcoin, right? Because art is so often like controversial and monetary systems and systems of control um, oftentimes try to censor art. So like having an uncensorable money for art that is uncensorable just kind of seems like the right way to go. Yeah. I would so. like to be in an environment that's uncensorable. I, I'm working on that. I don't have that yet. Working on what? Um, that's interesting. Well, yeah, because like uncensorable means no one can delete your messages or no one can delete your stuff or if someone wants to see your thing and you want them to see your thing but someone else can come in and say you can't, that's that's too much for me. I don't like that environment. That's why I don't like Twitter. But I like, I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to figure out and see when there's going to be something where no guy can come in and say, like, say if, if 100 people are followed, they click the button that says they follow me. They want to see what I have. But really, they're subject to an algorithm that they can't control that decides whether or not they see what I post or vice versa. 
I don't like that. I think that's backwards. That's primitive, and I don't think we need to do things that way. I would like it if you and I have full sovereignty over all of our exchange of information, and no one can come in and say, Skinner can't tell Anthony that, or Anthony can't see Skinner's posters, because I don't want to stop seeing your posts just because Elon Musk says you should you broke his rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. It. it so that's interesting because I always say like, like Bitcoin restores your ability to re, Bitcoin restores your right of freedom of transaction, and the freedom to transact is like a basic freedom that other freedoms are built upon, like freedom of speech and bodily autonomy, you know, labor, because the very first thing you need is to have the right to make a decision in collaboration with another person, where you and I, we make a decision and nobody else is involved. If other people are involved, then I don't have that freedom. But when you say this, it's always in terms of like exchanging time and labor, also known as money. But the freedom to transact extends, you know, beyond financial. And that's pretty much what you just described. Right. Yeah. I so mean, we could, if, if, if things got real bad and just locked it down to where like nobody could talk to each other we could just send message we'll figure something else out because all the tech is there and it's all running that we could send messages to each other so i guess i just i don't like big social media because of the damage that big social media has done to people in the past and like the power you get when you get to like have an algorithm that can subtly tweak people's people's like awareness and their consciousness because they're spending days in front of the app, and that's you could say, "Oh, that's the person's fault," but that's lazy. I don't like that. It, you know, we're all here, and I like to face the reality that we're all on an app where we don't really have the final say. Well, well and you know, they're not—they're not going away. People yeah. obviously, people obviously want to have the ability to connect and communicate. With people all around the world, I yeah, mean I think that should be free and open. You, you, it should be free and open down to the core. Yeah, and that's what I aim towards. And I know just Queen Twitter myself is not going to change that, you know, on at scale. So I think about how how that how that could work. Do, do you know anything about Blue Sky or the stuff that Jack's working? I've on? heard about yeah. it. I've heard just like just to, that it's basically an open protocol that would be able to do the same thing as Twitter, but it's what I'm saying where people own their own data and stuff. Um, I, I, I think that's what provides us with uncensorable communication, which is what like freedom of speech is, right? That's like the core thesis of freedom of speech is being able to express yourself without uh, censorship, right? Mm -hmm. And from a scaling perspective, do you think that requires centralization because the file size, like if I had to host all my own tweets and all my own content, would I have the technical ability to do that? I have no idea how big like my data footprint is on Twitter. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yep. Uh, good question. This is the first time. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever, I've ever thought of it because that's oh, like. I just got one of the uh, embassy things, like this computer. Yeah. Embassy's cool, man. Yeah. So I was going to give that a shot because I do think, I, like, having my own compute, my own storage, and not using cloud at all. Um, is the way yeah definitely the cloud is bullshit at this point like just trusting big tech that's all yeah and it's you can see how powerful your data is right because you, these companies like facebook twitter google 
they've grown so large and fat on our data and it's it's absolutely a not your keys not your corn situation because they hold the data they sell it they've made billions hundreds of billions collectively maybe a trillion dollars like you put all these big data they're not just selling data they're selling you they're yeah. selling us because they they have there's there's all these systems that they know okay this person has this and they're ready to see this and they're gonna I'm gonna like turn over this person into this initiative or this thing or buy this thing it they have landscape they have realty in your mind you know if you scroll Twitter two six whatever people do hours a day yeah that algorithm is running in your mind now well and it like I'm just having like an epiphany here like your data not your keys not your data so the the end result of not holding the keys to my own data is I must exist in a communications platform where I can be censored I can't say what I want to say if I am politically not in favor I can just be shut off mm -hmm. um and I don't get to choose who I interact with. And you know what? That might be one of the appeals of StackChain because we all live in our notifications as yeah. opposed to on our feed. You can't really opt out of Twitter without yeah. disconnecting yourself. Right. right. But StackChain, it's like, okay, he wanted nothing to do with StackChain. He had nothing <laughs> to do with all this. And he thinks he can just come in and buy it and buy all our attention. It just feels degrading. It feels like, Am I am I some flock of cattle that's here to be herded and 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 yes and reaped? Yeah, it pisses me off, and it's yeah. why that's part of the reason I deleted. I was like, don't Twitter, but then I realized I gotta make sure I'm still connected to everybody, and then figure out how to quit properly. But I don't have well, I don't not want to stay on Twitter for that for very long. Well, don't they don't have it. You know what? I would really love. I'd love to host my own email. You know what I mean? And and. When I got my start nine, because um, the, the embassy has all these wonderful tools for self-hosting, and um, that's one of the things that I was hoping for. I haven't played around with it for a while, so maybe, but once I get to the point where I can host my own email, um, that's going to be pretty awesome. You know, because I, I like that the tools that I use in the cloud are very useful right like even this video so we're when this video is done we got to edit it we got to get it onto youtube but just that process is you're using one tool that's not centralized the editing software right editing software operates locally here i own it it's, it's on my computer but the transfer of that file is probably going to happen on like google drive so that means Google touches it. They do whatever they want with it. And then the sharing of that ends up operating on like YouTube, which means now YouTube has their hands on it. So yeah. like, you know, to have the ability to produce this content and completely own the entire data flow from beginning to end so that it can't be taken down off of YouTube if YouTube doesn't like me. So that it can't be data mined by Google, so Google can figure out how to extract value from me, you know, without me even like knowing about. I mean, I guess we kind of know that they do that, and we just accept it. Yeah. It's real creepy when you think about it. Okay. You know, like they're reading through all your emails and they take a look at everything that you store, and it just doesn't bother people. It's just one of those weird internet things like before yeah, the internet too much well before the internet it was like don't get in a car with a stranger and now with the internet it's bust up your phone and and pay a stranger to get in their car <laughs> you know what i mean that's all huh. so it's just one of those things that we've become accustomed to what 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 um what features of the embassy are you interested in do you know anything specific well like you run a note on it yeah 
So there's a Bitcoin node that, that I'm interested in. Uh, you know, I have a node and it was an umbral and so it's borked right now, so I can't use it. And I didn't want to sit through, like, read through their their thread, their forum thread to figure out how to fix it because I was just tinkering with it. Uh, but I want something that I can, like, really look at the data on the Bitcoin like the ledger and actually like query it and because I have some questions I want to ask it. I have some queries I want to make that I can't just like go on Twitter or Google and say, well, you know, how many, uh, how much Bitcoin has been burned so far without return transactions? I can't Google that. I, right. I, I right. probably could figure out how to do a query if I have Bitcoin, Bitcoin running and I learn how to use the command line. I could probably just figure that out pretty quickly and things like that you know just so like dive into it look at it because it's something interesting and i don't really i'm just in the mood for it you know yeah I'm for sure. i am and i got things i want to build that if i have a if i learn how to use a bitcoin node as a back end through an application then i then i can do whatever i want and i can do all these things that i have ideas for that um yeah Okay, well, you touched on something interesting that we didn't, that we haven't talked about at all is the technical aspect of Bitcoin. So it sounds like for you as a person who is obviously creative and is obviously expressive, um, Bitcoin has, because of the way Bitcoin is, it's an open network and it's kind of pieced together. Like you can, you can buy like a ledger and then the ledger will like be your wallet It'll be your cold storage. It'll be your all everything. Or you can run your own node, use your own software wallet, you know, use your own hardware device. So it sounds like you have an interest of like building things on on top of Bitcoin. Like what does that mean yes. to you or what what are you, what's that about? I have a few ideas. Uh of things that I want because there are things that I don't have. And if I had them, I would use them. Uh, so that's kind of what motivates me. I think if I do build something like an app or a web app that allows you to do something with Bitcoin, maybe it's unconventional or look at it in a new way. Uh, it's a way, it's just a way for me to be productive and to say, I can build stuff. Uh, and here's the thing. I do have a grand scheme that people don't know, but it's bigger than like what has happened so far with stack chain and all that. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting, but I haven't, I've just talked about it. I haven't really done anything with it yet. Okay. Well, you're under no requirement to talk about it here. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'll tell you about it when it happens. You'll see. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see. Like, I mean, I I know enough about you that I know that you're a builder, and I know that um, you're you're extremely expressive in your creativity. So when Skinner says, like, well, you know, I got this idea that I'm working on. I know it'll probably be like interesting, so I'm a little bit excited to see to see how that pans out. My guy, we have been in here for almost an hour, and one of the one of the big takeaways that I really enjoyed about this that I'd like to explore in the future is like this whole not your keys, not your data concept. That was really really interesting to me. So um, thank you for that. So for me personally, that's like what I get out of this, and that's the whole point. It's because you're not going to get this in spaces because ideas like get get forked. So you can't right. really can't really dig in. Is there is there um, is, is, are there any ideas that you want to leave people with? Yeah. Uh, I think you should you should do what you want. If you want to, if you're not doing what you want, uh, don't wait. I guess. 
Is there any information that you wish that, like, when you were a new Bitcoiner, is there anything you wish you knew, like, from the beginning? Oh. The same answer as local. Everything I know now, <laughs> you know, I'd have more Bitcoin, which would be nice, but. And I would be able to tell other people how to, because I, at the beginning, you know, I was very zealous, but I didn't really know anything. And so I kind of exhausted that one shot I had with most people in my circle of explaining it well, because now they don't listen to me. So I would have probably like not shared so much before I researched it myself. Oh, that's good. Because a lot of people are shit coiners because of me. Yeah, you know what? Bitcoin space. That's I've never heard somebody say that, but that's like that's excellent advice because like Bitcoin is so revolutionary that even when you like understand like a small portion of it, you you now see this thing that never existed before and you get really interested and excited in it, but you've only just scratched the surface. So, you know, you, as Bitcoiners, we want to talk about Bitcoin and we want to explain Bitcoin, but if you are, if you haven't gotten to that place, you can explain it in ways that are not very helpful. Right. Yeah. yeah that's it's like, good. oh, go, it, 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 you know, you can just tell people what the price is going to do. Yeah. You know, and that's not going to help really. Because you don't know what the price is going to be. Sure. Like how many how many people are big? Well, let's see. That doesn't hurt though. How many people are Bitcoiners because of Plan B? The only people I hear that talk about Plan B are shitcoiners. Shitcoiners, I think, are more interested in Plan B than Bitcoin Max. Yeah, I, I bet you that guy got people to buy a lot of Bitcoin. You know those charts, and maybe and maybe they shitcoin too. I'm not saying I'm not discounting what you're saying, but Bitcoin is this weird thing. Like once you buy it, and once you take possession, then you like you want to understand it and you want to know it. So even even if you like, even if you like buy Bitcoin for the wrong reasons because you looked yeah, at people on the life raft first. What's that? First, you get them on the life raft, and then they can figure out what to do. Right, and that I mean. Those, I mean, I was a, I was a believer. It sounded good to me when I saw those charts. The way that he explained it, supply and demand, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it sounded logical. I just um, like the S curve, like the asymptote. It asymptotally, it asymptotally approaches in infinity, you know, like a tangent wave, it just yeah. goes straight up, and then it never. It, I'm not looking at this ladder thing. I, in my mind, Bitcoin is already at sat dollar parity, so I think one Bitcoin <laughs> is hundred million dollars, and I just price everything that way. So anytime I spend Bitcoin, I feel like I'm way overspending. But yeah, that's kind of what I like to remind myself that once that is worth at least a dollar, you know, and at some point in my life that'll happen. You know, I, I price sats at how bad am I going to feel if I sell this? And I know that's kind of complicated, but it's the same reason I don't trade. Because if I sell this Bitcoin with the intention of like, oh, I think this fiat, blah, 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 the Fed's going to whatever, and I can buy it back cheaper, and I can have more Bitcoin. Well, what if that doesn't happen? And what if I end up with less Bitcoin? I just think in, in ratios now, so... You know, I have a certain fraction of the Bitcoin supply. Yeah. If I want to buy a house, yeah. I'll have a certain fraction of all the houses that exist. And I do the math. Is it, am I getting a good trade or am I getting diluted? Yeah. And going down on that fraction just seems like a bad idea. It feels bad. Yeah, it does not I like feel going up. I like my number going up. Yeah. <laughs> but it also feels good that at least I'm not broke. At least I have something to, to use to continue to do things the way I like to do them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway. Man, I gotta, I gotta sign off, dude. It, it's been a fantastic conversation. Is there, do you want to leave people with any like, um, 
you know, where they can find you or, or a website or anything like that? I'm just on Twitter for now. That's how you connect. Find me on Twitter. Uh, Skinner. Yoshishi Satoshi. Awesome. And we'll go, we'll go ahead and get the little at symbol and into the video. So you guys should definitely follow Skinner and see some of this amazing artwork that he's done. And, um, he, you know, interacting, I, I enjoy, I enjoy Skinner. So if you're not following Skinner, if you're not interacting with him, um, I suggest you do that because I suspect that you will enjoy Skinner as well. So, man, thank you so much for coming on. Have fun stacking sats. And, you know, you're welcome anytime. I have no idea how this show is going to evolve or unfold. It's an experiment. But I appreciate that you that you gave me an hour of your time, man. Thanks, Anthony. It was great to, uh, great to chat with you. And I'm happy that I could uh, be on the show. Cool. Very cool. Have fun stacking sats, guys. Feeling brown, I got no cash. Can't afford the tip. Got me feeling kinda sad, but we glad. I see you your whole bag. Selling my tears to get a couple sets. I'm sucking next week, cause I hit my limit. Never with a swan just to get some digits. Good for you, say back, I ain't talking fence. Yo Q, I like what you're doing There's a fork up on the tip and it's leaving me clueless Stacking sets up on the chain, taking up my whole day Hella blocks up in the noties that we had to validate So stack a block, join a block